Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boy. Hello and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast with me, Steph, Marketing Manager at Tag Digital. And today I'm joined by two exciting members of our team. We've got Drew, Paid Social Manager at Tag Digital. Hello. Hey Drew, how are you? I'm all right. Good, good to see you. And we have got our producer, Alex, on the podcast today as well as producing. So that's exciting stuff. Hi Alex, how are you? Hello Steph, yeah, great. Trying to do two things at the same time. Multitasking, love it. So today we've got some exciting things to talk about, chat, GPT, and we've got just lots of good stuff. So firstly, we've got to start with Quickfire. Okay. Okay, right, we'll start with you, Alex. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet or savory? Savory. Yeah, every time. Drew, what do you think? I'm savory as well. Woohoo! What's your favorite savory snack? That's a good question. Um, like a nice Bavarian pretzel. Whoa, interesting. That's a good one. Alex, what's yours? Oh, I don't know. I don't have favorite. Uh, let me think. Probably a wrap. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, I do like wraps. Okay, next. Summer or winter, Alex? Oh, do I have another option? Why? What's your favorite? Autumn. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Why do you like autumn? Because it's, um, you know, it's colorful and it's very romantic. Oh, very good. Drew, what do you think? I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but definitely winter. I play ice hockey. Oh, yeah. And I like skiing. Fair enough. Oh, you're a skier as well. That's good. Cool. You mentioned before it drew, but no, no one's remembered this. No <laughs> one's remembered. And also it means that you get to mention that you play ice hockey again. As many times as I can. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, next one. Alex, cooking or baking? Well, both. <laughs> Fair enough. What's your favorite thing to cook? To cook, my favorite thing to cook is, well, something that I eat probably, which is broccoli and uh, avocado. That's my... Nice. Like a stir, stir fry kind of stuff. Yeah. And for baking, I'm doing like a Bulgarian traditional pastry for my kids from time to time. Yeah. You've brought that in before and it's very nice. That's a good one. I'm rubbish at baking. Drew, what do you think? What's your favorite thing to cook? Well, in the war of cooking versus baking, I'm definitely more of a cooking person. I can't bake to save my life. But uh, I will say cooking wise, I really like making Italian food. Nice. Uh, Like a good like chicken or aubergine parmesan it's just fantastic oh very good i haven't made one of those for a while that's um you've inspired me okay one more books or movies alex books what's your favorite book well every single book is my favorite book that's so a hard question isn't it there is no kind of it depends of where i am like um yeah a lot of favorite books always you know from every single book you can learn something so there is no stupid book that's a good answer i'm sure there are some stupid books mine but i don't believe you on that one drew what's your favorite book um my favorite book this isn't really quick fire sorry i'm now going into the details of Um, your favorite things but here we are tough one probably the original 
Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. because I have a lot of good memories with it. Yeah, fair and, enough. And uh, favorite movie, though, uh, is The Mummy 1999, starring Brendan Fraser. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, so to the key topic today, which I know you guys are so excited about. So we're going to talk about ChatGPT. So Alex, can you start us off telling us a bit more about ChatGPT, what it is and where it's come from? Oh, what it is. So ChatGPT is um, like a, a variant of GPT, which means generative pre-trained transformers. What that means in a simple word is that you have a like a, a lot of data that is pre-trained and then you can prompt this data, you get an answer based by data, but you can continue training the model. Where it comes from, I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but this is like one of the, you know, uh, natural language process processing kind of tools. So GPT is part from that. GPT as a, as a model is part from that. And natural language processing has been here for a, for a long time. It's just GPT is the, the first time when we see this model democratized for the wild pug, for the white public so that's how it works even you know we use that or this is used by business for a long long time but now it's just more widely available and because of that people are like getting excited crazy or very creative it does seem like over the last couple of months it's really it's as if it's just absolutely blown up. It's all over everything. Do you guys get that, the sense of that? Everyone's talking about it? Yeah, I, I think so. And like, I know there was a lot of buzz around the internet and kind of various uh, social media platforms before ChatGPT about the DALI image generator. Uh, we're definitely seeing like a large, I mean, there's been an AI driven trend for a while now but I think it's just starting to hit that plateau point where people who wouldn't necessarily be interested or invested in the tech are starting to get into it. And what is that that you just mentioned? Did you say DALL-E? Yeah, D-A-L-L dot E, which is you give the uh, you give the algorithm a prompt and it generates images based ah, cool. off of that. Okay, so is that something you used previously then to chat GPT really blowing up? I've experimented with it but I've never used it in a professional setting. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that's again another product of OpenAI, which is the ChatGPT is exactly from the same company. So yeah, that's image generative AI code. I'm, I'm surprised that there's not more on that at the moment while ChatGPT is really blown up. Oh, there, there is a lot. Uh, just ChatGPT is the, the most popular. But okay. Th there is a lot of, like a text, let's say text generating tool with a, uh, backend powered by machine learning and AI. Also, if you think just forget about ChatGPT for a second and you, you think of what we see in our day-to-day -day life, like autocomplete is something like that. So that's like when you type in on Google, you see, you see autocomplete. So that's kind of machine machine learning drive model that get give this autocomplete to us. Or uh, if you go to Netflix, for example, and the recommended movies, that's also working in the same kind of logic. The, the, the challenge there is that it should be very fast. And when you work with a, a big set of data, it's hard to make it fast as well. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting actually that you mentioned the Netflix, the Netflix side of things. I wouldn't have actually thought about it that way, really. So that's interesting. Okay, so if we're talking about the event space, what would you say? I know Alex, you've done webinars and things on this, but what would you say the key uses are for Chat GPT for event professionals? Key uses. Um well, there's no yet key, key uses because that's something new. It's kind of been in, in two months, so we're going to figure out what are going to be key uses. But in general, everything text-related can be somehow, you can implement ChatGPT somehow in in this kind of space. What can be used for, I think, uh, as always, marketing is always first from like technology point of view and something new came in on the market so i imagine there's there's a lot be involved in kind of ad creation or um you know uh, social media posting social media analyzing chat gpt is very good to feed the algorithm with a set of data and say analyze this give me a sentiment analysis so all the companies that are doing some sort of uh social social uh, listening they can use this data feed the algorithm and then get some trends so yeah i think that's that's something that can be used immediately but i think there will be a lot a lot of more more of that and just everything is based on the our imagination basically yeah and i think drew are you going to say something there on, yeah on and like building off of what alex said from like a from a technical team perspective let's say i'm building ads and I'm struggling to come up with some ad copy, or there's it's a really specific type of event, like a medical event where there's a lot of terms that I don't know. ChatGPT can be very good for generating ideas. It's not always going to be perfect copy because uh, I think it can sometimes lack a kind of human sense of judgment. But from from an idea generation perspective, uh, ChatGPT can be very useful uh, for for generating those ideas. I think that's that's a big thing, isn't it? That we need to think of it as complementary to our day-to-day and not just solely relying on it because there are some challenges to ChatGPT. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Also, I just want to say something on top of Drew. So yeah, I forgot about this. So basically, ChatGPT is the very, very good tool for generating ideas. So there's no like a blank canvas anymore. There's you can start from somewhere very easily with just one or two prompts you start from some somewhere if i say to you steph generate for me today 20 blog posts ideas and you have a uh, nothing you're going to sit down probably do some research and you need two hours to get these 20 ideas then you can build these 20 ideas just for a second and then start to build on that yeah it's definitely good for getting the creative juices flowing with definitely what I'm doing, social ideas and content creation, like you say. Okay, yeah, so other challenges, I think personally, one of the biggest challenges for me is that I can never get on it. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest challenge at the moment is uh, yeah, probably your the access, <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's depends of how you think about that if you go in more philosophical top level or if you go into details so more philosophical from which is the most important for me of course is that uh, 
basically people rely too much on that thinking that it's a magical tool so you put something whatever you put and boom there is magic out there but that's not true chat gpt is very good in just made up some stuff so that's challenge so you you need to if you go to ideas great there's 15 ideas do whatever you want with them but if you want to do something that you want to share with your clients and there's facts you need to check this one because it's very very unlikely that these facts are made up so they're not exist also the other thing is that the database is at the moment it's up to 2021 so anything new it's a little bit more challenging to like a, get this data in i presume they're working on that at the moment gathering using more uh, recent data yeah I, I think they do but also they do they use all the data we are prompting so that's a lot of big data sets for the last two you know two months how many users i don't know yeah and and if you think about it this way like alex said it's it's not magic it's it's taking data and pulling it from somewhere it doesn't have the ability to think up entirely original ideas for example if i type in a recipe and I put a bunch of random ingredients in there, it's not gonna, you could try and cook that recipe, but it might be disgusting. It's not gonna necessarily be good because it's just taking these random ideas that you fed it and attempting to put that into something that makes logical sense. It's not, it doesn't have a brain. It's not thinking in that kind of human sense. So hypothetically, could we teach it the wrong things? Yeah, of course, yeah. Will it, rem if I tell it the wrong things, will it remember that just for me or will that then take it on board and then if drew asked the same thing it would think that was true so that's a very interesting question i i don't know the exact answer at the moment when with every new chat it's like a, you reset the the memory so it's like a, whatever it's pre-trained is used uh, i assume that if you both put the same prompt you get a different uh uh, output as well uh, that's assumption and uh, yeah I think it's trained but this this new data came in coming in it's not still like a, as a default for the algorithm because open AI are still like a trying to figure out what we do with that data as well it's very but interesting. It's very complicated. I'm sure what's going on behind the scenes as well with OpenAI and that yeah, team. But think about this like a like a baby brain. There is nothing. So if you train the algorithm with something nasty, you get something nasty as an output, and vice versa. If you train the algorithm with something untrue, you get untrue or whatever but this is me i've just totally flipped this it's a very positive thing really because what we should be doing is using it to complement what we're doing create ideas and obviously there's always some kind of dark side of of ai it's just as long as everyone's aware of that and is are using the relevant the correct prompts and things like that to get the best information out of chat gpt and, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head there in terms of the lesson I think we can take from that previous conversation, which is your your response will only be as good as the information you feed ChatGPT. So the more specific you are, the more tailored to your individual goals you want, the better your response will be. But equally, it's it's not magic. It won't think of anything in in that regard of an original thought. It'll 
it can take all the things that you've put into it. So being as uh, deliberate as possible in that is, uh, is key. Okay, and then off the back of that, do you guys think that chat GPT will one day take all of our jobs? I don't think so. Hope not. I think it, like every single new technology, what's happening, it's wipes some jobs, but creates new. And we people basically are extremely adaptable to everything. So, we, you know, we, we survived somehow and we are like a, the masters of the planet. So basically, I think we very easily will say, OK, this job obviously is not actual anymore. So you need to learn some new skills. You need to do something new. So it's not going to take anyone's job. Some job just going to disappear, I think. And then another set, a big set of new jobs will appear. Yeah, and it's interesting. During your during an internal session that, that you gave, Alex, you mentioned something that there's actually no new jobs created as a result of ChatGPT. For example, there's like ChatGPT prompters now. Yeah, yeah. Like a, I think prompt engineering will be a very big discipline in now and in near future because it's not related only to chat GPT, but when you want to communicate in a verbal or way or in English with the algorithm, you need to be to know basically to learn a new language because you you need to know the language of the, the AI so you can basically transfer your thoughts into something AI can understand and give output that you actually need. So that's for me, that's kind of new language. It's for me, it's mixed between English and coding, kind of something in between. I think that's really interesting because initially before you'd said that in your internal session we did about the specific prompts, I was I hadn't thought of that at all, to be honest. So when I'm typing to chat GPT, I never thought to say act as a social media marketer sort of thing, which would get yeah. the best out of chat GPT. What this is doing is just uh, give more focus on the on the data set it's trained with, so you can get more detailed answer, not more generic. So if you say act as whoever, that means that oh, I'm going to focus on only into this domain. So trying to get answer based on this domain. And like the more information you give the chat bot, the better response you're going to get. Like we've just been saying, but I'm just thinking when you ask it to present the social media marketing plan in a table format as well with columns and then specify what the headers are and things like that. And it actually does produce that. I would have never thought that, that it would be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's very cool. Okay, so what do we think's next for ChatGPT? Oh, there is a lot of next things. I think from technical point of view, there will be uh, GPT-4, which is upcoming. So that's like a, we're we're dealing now with GPT-3. They're going to be GPT-4, which is basically trained with uh, 100, 100 trillion parameters. So that's like, a, I don't know how, how many times huger then, but you know what I mean? That will be more accurate. There will be more and more data. And then that will be something great. That's from technical point of view. I think there will be, as a next thing, is there is there will be a lot of questions that are already in the space. So the first is legislation, privacy, 
copywriting, um, what else, like uh, regulation, like internal, external in company, how company are using, what's the policy, is there any policy, how like uh, governments are saying people need to use, so I, I think that there will be regulation in Europe that they're, they're trying basically to ban it to say you're not going to use it in European Union or whatever. So yeah, basically there's, because something new, this is something new, uh, every time we have something new, there will be a complication coming with it. And then, yeah, that's it. Copyright is also a very, very big thing. If you prompt something, get your image. So who is owner of that image? The prompter, the, the technology, or the elements that will be used to create that image from another author's. So you see, that's kind of, in terms of copyright, it will be, it, I think it will be madness because the legislation is not ready at all. Even the, le the, the legislation can't even imagine this is existing. So There's a lot of gray areas by the sound of it. Yeah. And is it true that when you go on to chat GPT, it just, looks at everything on your computer, scans your whole computer. I am not aware about that, I don't know. <laughs> I see there's rumours already starting, so who knows. Um, so ChatGPT, huge, and it's going to be, it's just going to continue to grow, isn't it? And it'll be interesting to see where we go, where we're going next with ChatGPT. So thank you very much, Alex and Drew, for joining me today to chat about ChatGPT, bit of a tongue twister. And no doubt we'll have some more content for everyone soon. Thanks very much, Steph. Thank you. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.